everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 568. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, a geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. And I am Mako-chan. Ari is out today. Uh, he has to work a mid-shift, I, I, no, an evening shift, something like that. Trust me, I, I know that feeling all too well. So he will be back with us next week. Also, uh, Wild Spice will not be joining us tonight, as you can also see. She is preparing for uh, some convention in Florida. Uh, I forget the name of it. It says, I, I, no, I, I'm, I'm. I am going to have to look it up in here. Okay. Ah, Dream Hack. And you know what? If it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably would have went to the Dream Hack when they joined forces with uh with LTT for LTX Expo couple, last year something like that. That would have been nice. But, you know, enough about that. Um hopefully uh we can get Wild Spice to join us next week and maybe she can tell us more about Wild Spider. So, um about DreamHack, and she can tell us more about the con, something like that. So, you know, it's all good in the hood for the most part. So, anywho, Mako-chan, how are you doing tonight? I'm so damn tired. <sighs> I was doing good, and then life just hit me with a slap of surrealism, and I'm just like, that's lovely. Thank you. Mm. <sighs> oh, man. What a week this has been. I'm being attacked by cats. You don't say. Cassie is aggressively petting herself on my hand. Well, I suppose that's a good thing. All right. Anywho, we're we're going to kick off the show tonight. This is just the two of us, and we got a bit of traction to cover for tonight. So, so for those of you who don't know already, uh, we are live tonight, week of November fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two, right here on Twitch TV. You can always catch us here live Tuesdays from nine to ten thirty p.m. We try to start at nine, maybe nine one nine oh two, but we definitely will be on by nine o'clock for the most part. You can always find us at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And I know I mentioned about working on another, like another weekly show, but I've just been busy with work and convention coverage. And I haven't had time to really plot this out. So that's probably going to be on the back burner till January. Oh, well. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Don't forget, we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network at VogNetwork.com. You can always find out more about them at VogNetwork.com. And they're also on Twitch as well. They kick things off on Sunday nights with the Bobby Blackwolf show at 8 Eastern, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern, give or take. You can find them at twitch.tv slash network. And we have a Discord. You can hang out with us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through and hang out. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. So now that we got that out the way, we're going to kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Mako-chan. Uh, well, my weekend day, um, I 
don't know if uh, this happened before or after the show last week, but Damien did finally lose his tooth. Yay. Very much yay. Um, his mouth is still very sore, so he's specifically only on wet food, which I don't usually have in the house. So I've had to remember to pick it up just so that I know he's eating. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, uh, I spent the weekend in New York, uh, as you can see by my picture, uh, getting to see Beetlejuice for the third time. And uh, yeah. That's right. It is the third time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good Lord Almighty. It's just that damn good. <sighs> okay, so... My weekend days have kind of been sort of the same outside of work. So, you know, like I said, Mako Chan went to see uh, Beetlejuice on Broadway for the third time. I went with her to see it for the second time. And we brought... and. and and this came about because two of my other friends, Robin and Aaron, uh, they wanted, they were planning to go see it. So I think it came up in a topic conversation, like, let's all go together. So that was good times. We all, the four of us went to see Beetlejuice. It was great. Uh, we went out for dinner. We walked around for a bit, hung out in Nintendo New York for a bit. And we then went our own separate ways. Good times all about. So 10-10, we'll definitely do it again. Maybe this time with a different musical. Who knows? That would be fun. Yeah. I hopefully when they tour, somebody will record it and put it out because I would love a copy of it. Um, I'm hoping that they go over to Europe because mm-hmm. London is uh, usually where they end up recording a lot of the musicals. And from, yeah, from from what somebody was saying. The reason why it's maybe reason why it's filmed there because the, stu- the stages are large enough for the cameras to record and have the proper angles and so forth. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have their stages set up uh, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas our stages are really freaking old, and we don't really have very many new constructed theaters. Right. So. You know, whereas London, they are very much a theater country and will do those upgrades because it is the Queen's entertainment. Most definitely. And I see the beer, he says in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash anime jam session. So you all got to see a show about death. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And as much as um, Beetlejuice was breaking the fourth wall, I was expecting uh, Deadpool to show up and be like, hey. <laughs> I would love to see a team up with them. That would be interesting. Yes, definitely. Oh, oh man. So, outside of that, that's been our weekend days. So, we're going to get into um housekeeping notes here. And don't forget every episode episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on our YouTube page. Thursdays at 12 noon. If it's not up by 12 noon Thursday, it'll be up later that day or the following day because I forgot. And that's perfect if you check out much older episodes of our of our show. You want to see some of the early stuff? Go right ahead. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> and that's basically is it. Um, basically, since my inbox for press is empty, we have completed our... Uh, our, our 2022 convention tour 
couple of people were asking if um if we were going to see if we were heading to um anime nyc i never heard back after putting it in uh, the press application i've been emailing them no response got nothing so i will reach out to the con chair after all of this to find out what the heck's going on so and gamer girl x joins us in the chat so hey gamer girl x what's up so enough about breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> We're going to get into uh geek round table. This is the part of the show where we talk more about the geekier aspects of our life. So <sighs> you want to tell them about the show about death there, Mako? Yeah. So again, this is my third time and knowing that the show is closing, I decided to, you know, get the things that I really wanted. Uh, so I already have, the CD, I already have one of the cups, I already have one of the bags, so I went and got the large program book and a shot glass for my bar, and then I decided that I was going to get the um, the album. So I did get the vinyl mm. of the musical. Um, it is the same music that's on the CD, which means it's the same music that's on Spotify and all of those. Um, but this is a two album set and it has everything in there. As you can see, there's uh, very pretty pictures inside of it. And yeah, I, I just, as I said, this is probably going to be the last time I am able to see it before it mm -hmm. closes. So I decided to get what I really, really wanted. What you really, really want? Yeah, what I really, really want. <laughs> I, I think Rob would be appreciative of that one. <laughs> All right, so... But, go on. No, go ahead. All right, so... I always have, like, this budget when I go to conventions. So, because I don't want to overspend. Usually, the most amount of money I'll spend at a con is about $100, 115 I think at Derpy kind of think I ended up spending about three hundred. I think it was more closer to two hundred on merch and another hundred was food or whatever. I don't remember, but let it be known that I did spend money. So when I was at but this is about when I went to AAC though. When I went there, I went through and bought some stuff. And you'd be amazed at some of the cool stuff you will find in the artist alley. So one of the things I picked up was from um, Hitbox Designs, uh, these Gasha pins. Um, and these are, they also, there are shirt equivalents of these pins, and that you probably have seen them around at conventions over the last 10 years. So one of them is Two Girls, One Up. As you can see there. Damn, the, sorry about the, the light reflection. I'll have to fix that. And the other one is... Steamed hams. <laughs> this is this is kind of cool. Or if I could turn it this way, yeah, there you go. I did have a third one that showed Kirby holding a knife, and it said Kirby's in the Arby's logo. But our car, our uh, La Chocola, I gave that to her as a gift because she loves herself some Kirby. So just you want these are called Gasha pins by Hitbox Designs. You should check them out. Some cool stuff. I don't plan on taking them out the package because the thing about these pins, 
unless I have duplicates, I keep them all in a box as a collection. So you never know. And that's basically um, more or less my geek roundtable. Oh, that and when Mako-chan came to visit, I did show her Akiba made war. <laughs> yes, yes. It's uh, definitely something I need to actually just sit down and watch. Mm. Well, it's a good thing you have a subscription to High Dive. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. All right, so... Did I hit reset to the top by accident? I think I did. Yes, I did. Whoops. Let me fix that real quick. There we go. Alright, so... Want to talk about something real quick? Um, I was not expecting this to be part of tonight's uh, lineup, but... You never know when things happen. And, um... For some of us older con-goers. There was a guy who would travel to various conventions. He didn't care how you looked. If you were cosplaying, he took your picture. And he would post it on his website called A Fan's View. His name was Kevin Lillard. He had been doing this for at least maybe 20 to 25 years. Even going into the 60s and 70s, he was still traveling to conventions, taking pictures to share to the world. He didn't go to as many conventions, but when he did go, he took some photos, edited them, and posted them for the world to see. Um, for the last year and a half, might be close to two years, Thursday nights he'd hang out with us in Discord for our weekly chat with some, some of the older uh, con-goers, and we talk anime, manga, cons. He, he would talk, talk to us about his love of sports and the, and basically what was the fact that while he was chatting with us on one computer, he'd have like one game going on his TV and I think he'd have his laptop up with another game on or, you know, or maybe it was you know, a stock car race or something like that. He really enjoyed his sports. And I can tell you that before he got into cosplay photography, he was a straightforward uh, journalist and a sports journalist. On his website, he'd have pictures from the various um, car events he would go to, and the pictures were pretty amazing. I would say that Kevin Lillard is a pioneer and a legend in cosplay photography because he would take, like I said, he would take a picture regardless. Yes, and as GamerGirlX says in our chat room here, he was really into car racing, and he truly was. If you go to his Facebook page, which is public, there's tons of amazing photos that he he'd have posted, and they were just chef's kiss. Uh, I posted what my thoughts on Kevin on my personal Facebook page at facebook.com slash imdjronmess, but I want to take this moment to... This mention, I, I, I want to say a longtime friend of mine, uh, Charlene, she tweeted about his passing and her words, I think, are a lot deeper. This will give you like what she says about Kevin gives you a better idea of the person that he was. Uh, and this is on, on Twitter. This is basically 
what she said. This is it right here. I'm just going to go word for word and then we'll just move on. Uh, cosplayers who weren't around back then, which was the 90s, might not understand how important Kevin was and how prolific. He made it a point, a mission, to photograph every cosplayer and every costume at every convention he went to. He was vibrant, vivacious, and tireless. A true delight. Side note. He would take pictures Friday, go up to his room, edit the pictures, and post them Friday night from his have them on his website that night. That's dedication. His photos were always journalistic, candid, raw, and real. At the time, I would worry about every single flaw identified by myself, but it's that unfiltered realness that I grew to treasure as years went on. The Wayback Machine of fans view is a time capsule of a golden time. I gotta remember that. A golden time of budding anime industry, scrapping, and passionate cosplayers. Friends built coast to coast as we traveled to any anime con we could. If we couldn't go, a fan's view gave us a window to feel like we were there. Nearly in real time, too. Far ahead of its time. More than that, Kevin was, a, was kind and he remembered every conversation. A fellow Hoosier, we would talk about the Indy 500 as well as anime and cosplay. He'd tell me what was up in Indy since I'd moved from my hometown. Of course, between snapping photos on his quest to cover the con. Just over 21 years ago, Kevin named me as Anime Convention Personality of the Week. A huge honor, especially for a cosplayer. What a different time. I was so self-conscious back then. What I wouldn't give to go back and just treasure it and, and the time more. Now it's really hitting me. We are losing our legends. Those folks who helped build the magical fandom worlds we enjoy today. Please treasure every moment because you don't know when that meeting with a friend will be the last. I'll miss you so much, Kevin. Of all the photos, there's one of his I especially treasure. It's one of my favorite cosplay photos of all time. While most of Kevin's cosplay photos were candids and poses in the con hallway, action is where he shined. It was, the, it was the race fan in him. This is a photo of me as Sumire from Sakura Tyson with my former cosplay partner AN2002, Anime North. We were singing Iwadaya at the Khan's talent show. A small happy moment. This tiny size photo is all that exists as Kevin had some files get corrupted while traveling. It will forever hold a special place in my heart and a reminder of just one of the many convention memories with Kevin Lillard. Rush well, my friend, and thank you for the glorious memories. And I want to say, Charlene, thank you for those amazing, memorable, and kind words about Kevin Lillard. And one thing I want to throw in there. As I said, he's a to me, he's a pioneer in cosplay photography. To me, he is also a legend in cosplay photography. I honestly feel if it wasn't for him... I may not have continued on to doing cosplay photography at conventions. I thought it was a great idea to like kind of take pictures and show them, but seeing him do this, I'm like, yeah, I think I got something. I want to keep it going. I believe that's that's what he was, you know. Kevin, you will you will be missed. You are more than just a cosplay photographer. You are more than just a journalist. You are also our friend. Thank you, and may this all be with you. Anywho, now that we got that out the way, we have more terrible things to talk about 
Why why is this happening today, Mako? Her being quiet means she's plotting something. Mako, did we lose you there? Now, this is a little bit too quiet for her. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, Mako had to drop off for a second because one of her cats is throwing up in the background. So, we're going to let her go do her thing. I am going to put the podcast on my back and I'm going to keep things going. So, bear with me. And which cat is it? It's I bet it's probably Damien. Probably Damien. Uh, yep, and I was right. It was Damien. Crazy old man. He just did that because he loves you. You know that. So, more more news. And this is something we've you all probably have heard over the weekend. Because it's, it's been a rough week for uh for fans and fans alike so the voice actor for batman from batman the animated series batman gotham knight and a series of other titles um kevin conroy passed away at the age of 66 and when this happened a lot of people on my facebook talked about how much of an amazing sweet guy this he was and i just loved hearing that that now anywho he passed away due to cancer, and he was uh, 66. Conroy was born November 30th, 1955 in Westbury, New York, and raised in Westport, Connecticut. He studied under John Houseman at the Juilliard School. Fancy. He is survived by his husband, Vaughn C. Williams, sister Trisha Conroy, and brother Tom Conroy. If I'm not mistaken, he came out like a couple of years ago, and I thought that was pretty fucking amazing. Conroy debuted as Batman and Bruce Wayne in Batman the Animated Series in September of 1992. Wow, 30 years. He has since portrayed the role in multiple series and films, including the new Batman Adventures, Batman Beyond, Justice League, Teen Titans Go, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which, by the way, is an amazing film. you got to watch that in, in, in stereo. Yeah. It's also in Batman vs. Robin, Batman, The Killing Joke, and Batman and Harley Quinn. He also voiced the superhero in games such as Batman Arkham Asylum, Injustice, Gods Among Us, and Multiverses. Conroy also voiced Batman in the Batman Gotham Knight anime, a compilation of shorts that premiered in the same year as the Dark Knight film. Now, I have the... I think that's... I think... No, I have like the the Batman movie where you know where they traveled to Japan and it was done by the people behind JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I watched the Japanese. I watched it with the Japanese language track. I wonder if he's on that. I have to check that out. So, and let's see what's going on in our, in our chat room here. Um, Nemesis Forty Seven says, "For years, Kevin Conroy was pretty much our generation's Batman. Sure, in the '90s, we had Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, but forever, Kevin Conroy's voice of Batman will be iconic. From everything I heard, he was a proper gentleman and loved by his fans. May Kevin Conroy rest in peace, and forever we will hear his, 
voice whenever we read a Batman comic. I regret heavily not meeting him at Denver Comic Con. C. DeBerry says that the definitive Batman, he was an icon and an incredible person from all I've heard about him. And, you know, one thing that kind of bothered me about this, everyone was talking about how he is the Batman, nobody else. And in a way that kind of bothered me, but I had to sit there and think about it because a lot of people who watch Batman the Animated Series were younger than me. So a lot of them would not remember Adam West as Batman, Michael Keaton as Batman, Val Kilmer as Batman. Yes. For a lot of people, the introduction to Batman was through the animated series. Yeah, I, I was yeah, I was going to get to that. But the thing is, the difference between seeing Adam West's Batman on a syndicated show that probably that was only on TV for a couple of years before it went to home video and the movies you can only see them oh so often whereas the animated series that was basically four days a week and I say four because the fifth day was it used to be uh, X-Men until it was moved to Saturday mornings but you know but basically five it was Batman every single day I watched it and I enjoyed it, you know, so that's definitely it. And I get it and I understand it. And I'll tell you this now, though, right now, Kevin Conroy and Adam West are probably chilling at the table, having a couple of margaritas. That would be kind of cool. All right. So is Damien feeling better now? Well, he is now cleaning his leg. <laughs> Suffice to say he is feeling better. Yeah, he's uh it's his normal time to have issues with his uh with his allergies. Mm. Um I'm probably going to end up having to take him to the vet just to get a antibiotic just to make sure that it stays out of his lungs this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Oh yeah, live that uh, there was uh, Christ on Infinite Earths. That's when Kevin Conroy played uh, Bruce Wayne, in, you know, in, in real action. So, yes, yeah, yes, that's yes. what it was. Yeah, because that whole meme came around my Facebook yesterday. I was like, there it is. Anywho, Marco, you want to take the next two, and I grab the next two. I wanted the two after this next one. So, which ones did you want to do? Uh, if you take the next one, I'll take the next two. Okay. All right. I only suggested the next one because I know that's one of your fandoms, so. Yeah, I know. So what we're going to talk about is the last rock stars. Yoshiki, Hide, Sugizo, and Miyavi form what's known as the last rock stars. These are four iconic Japanese rock stars who may have come to who have come to know and love through various animes are officially joining forces to form a new supergroup aptly called the Last Rock Stars. Some of you may know uh, Yoshiki from Attack on Titan season three opener, Hide uh, from Darling in the Frank opener, and Sugizo from Gigabyte ending, and Miyavi doing um, ID invaded ending. Sugiza and Miyavi are on guitar. Yoshiki is going to be on drums. And vocals will be done by Hide. Music videos of their first two songs, 
The Last Rock Stars was composed by Yoshiki and Psycho Love. Composed by Hide and written by Hide and Yoshiki were previewed during the group's announcement press conference earlier a um, few days ago, which was November 11th when this announcement basically came out, 10th or 11th. And what's interesting is not just this, what's also great is that there will be a mini tour attached to this as well. They will be doing six dates, four dates in Japan, two dates in the U.S., uh, the January 26th and 27th, they'll be at the Ariake Arena in Tokyo, Japan. January 29th and 30th, they'll be at the Tokyo Garden Theater in Tokyo, Japan. February 4th, Hammerstein Ballroom, New York. And the 10th will be Hollywood Palladium in Los Angeles. And I think tickets are, I think uh, tickets are basically are sold out. Um, let me take. Surprise me. I'm go I'm gonna check right now. Uh, no, remind me later. Let's go ahead and sign me in. There we go. The last rock stars. Here I am on on ticket. Master looking up, and I'm like, I should be I should be trying to look for tickets about um about friggin' um TSO, but that's probably not gonna happen. What What's interesting is. It says no conscious near New York Tri-State area, but the Hollywood Palladium one is open. And what's funny is I saw one for, I think I could have sworn I saw it for for the um, Hammerstein Ballroom earlier. For what? Uh, tickets. I could have sworn I saw it on Ticketmaster like earlier today or yesterday. Mm. Uh, yeah. Tickets are available. Uh, stand is basically standing room only at the at the Hollywood Palladium. Uh, well, at least it won't be anything uh, anything along the lines of band made. I mean, which was still great, but you know. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Live Nation has it. All right, so. The only thing that's left is standing room only. Wow. Well, I know balk. I know looking in here, I I believe balcony actually has seats. I don't know about balcony too, but should. But you know, I know there's going to be probably a few people on my Facebook that are going. All right. Now that we got that uh, going, let's see what we have here in our chat room here. Um, yes. Nemesis 47 says that Yoshiki is also the drummer and founder of X Japan. Yeah, that's true. I think I had mentioned that, you know. I tend, I think of him as the Gene Simmons of Japan. Mm, okay, fair. All right. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Oh, I've also been hearing that a certain Pokemon trainer has become the world champion. Yeah. So, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't been on Facebook at all since, you know, Friday. And since most of you probably have been, you've been spoiled. So, whatever. Anyway, so the 132nd episode of Pokemon Journeys, the series, which aired in Japan on Friday, featured the exciting conclusion of the Pokemon World Coronation series. 
The finals featured none other than Ash, the young boy from Pallet Town who started his journey back in 1997 against Galler's undefeated champion Leon in a six versus six showdown of their strongest Pokemon. And the winner, obviously, is Ash. So, um, yeah, he finally won something huge. So, can we say now, now, what we're saying is this one actually counts. Well, the last one did count. Um, he did get first place in the Alola League. However, that was like a, you know, there were no gym battles or anything right. like that. It was just the league and everybody was invited to participate. So, yes, he did get first place, um, but it was not the same type of, you know, having to go and collect everything. And that's what the series was based on. This series was based on him uh, being in the event, which was a worldwide event. And he came out on top. So, yes, this is a big one. Um, And that's where the rumors start. So now there are the rumors that this is going to be the last series featuring Ash. Um, the rumors being that Go would be the one to take over and you would go on Go's journey with him instead of following Ash, who is now, you know, the top Pokemon trainer in the world. Uh I mean, that is a very serious thing to think about because the whole series of Pokemon so far has been about Ash being the very best. And there you go. The best that no one ever was. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So the other rumor out there is that this is just going to be the last Pokemon anime and they're going to basically reboot it with Mm. the new series that... uh, the new game series that's coming out. They have done various other things. They've done web series and uh, basically what are short series of just six episodes here and there. So it wouldn't be something that would be out of the norm for them to basically just pick up the next series like that and, tell it as if it's somebody from that game series mm-hmm. being the protagonist of the anime series. So I guess at that point we'll find out, you know, at the end of this, uh, if, cause usually when the last episode of this airs, they start, you know, showing, Oh, and Ash will be back in the next series and blah, blah, blah. So we do have a couple of conclusion episodes still to go in Japan. So I guess we'll see after that. Yeah. Now, who is Go? I have no idea who this person is. You can tell I haven't watched Pokemon in quite a while. So the new, the series that's out right now is um, basically a combination of Sword and Shield and Mm -hmm. Pokemon Go. Okay. So... Ash is teamed up with Go, and uh, Go is trying to catch them all. Mm. And instead of doing the battles and things like that, he legit just throws Pokeballs at the the Pokemon. 
So that's where bringing in the Pokemon Go aspect comes from. There is still, you know, a scientist person that is coordinating things for them. Um, And yeah, so it is bringing aspects of that kind of series. Um, But instead of going on gym battles and things like that, Go and Ash are actually research assistants to the professor. Makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, it's uh, it does work out in that way. And this series has, be- again, because of the tie over with Pokemon Go, has gone to all of the different areas. Um, thus, Ash being able to battle across the world to become the number one in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's basically what the premise of this series is. What will happen with the next one? Don't know because the next game series is so different from the previous game series. The fact that there is going to be, you know, your typical gym run, but you're also going to have, you know, like two or three other types of ways that you can play the game that has nothing to do with gyms. Mm. So how that will affect the, you know, the potential for a series is also questionable. Do I think there will not be an anime? No, they make too much money on anime merchandise for there not to be an anime. Pokemon prints money, y'all. Right. Will it be Ash? That I don't know. However, I don't see them completely getting rid of Ash. He is... You know, what every kid coming up looks for in the anime. Um, So they're either going to backtrack and make it for people that are just coming into the series so that you don't really care about Ash or it's going to have Ash in it. What we could also see is uh, Pokemon Shippuden where we skip ahead about five years and Ash is taking go under his wing or somebody new and runs with it. See that I wouldn't mind. I would not mind them aging Ash to be a mentor kind of like Brock is mm-hmm. in the majority of the early seasons. Um, however, Ash and go are similar in age. So it wouldn't be go that he would do that with. But I could see something like that where, you know, and I mean, this series kind of touches on that because, you know, they, Ash is teaching Go about, you know, his way of Pokemon and all of that crap. So it it does play into this series, but we'll see. Mm. And as C. DeBerry says, what if they did Pokemon Tree? And to that, I say, LOL, no. Um, there was the comic series. Uh, crap, what the hell was it called? Um, the World Will Turn to Ash. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which somebody did age up all the, uh, all the characters from Pokemon. But it was based off of the characters in Pokemon Go as the main characters. Um, 
I think something like that as an anime would be really cool because it does have all of those characters in it. Um, it's it's kind of like a Shippuden kind of thing. Hmm. So all of your old characters are in there and they're still prevalent and they're still getting airtime, but it is a younger kind of generation and a different aspect that would come into it. I would watch a series like that. All right, cool. And now we go from Pokemon to Star Wars. Yeah, so uh, this had been previously teased that there was going to be a collaboration between Lucasfilm and Studio Ghibli. And it was revealed that there is going to be an original hand-drawn animated Star Wars short by Ghibli. The full title of the animated short is Zen, Grogu, and Dust Bunnies. And it will stream on Disney Plus from November 12th. So it's on there now. Um, And then they do have a little teaser video, uh, uh, teaser pictures. And the dust bunnies do kind of look like the soot sprites. So it is kind of cute. Um, So yeah, and the animation style of the still pictures is really, really adorable. Um, It is definitely Ghibli-esque. So I'm kind of looking forward to just going on and watching and seeing what they do with it. Sounds interesting. All right, let's see what else we have here. Ah, Afro Samurai. Did you say you were taking this one or did you want me to take it? No, I I just wanted the, the other two, so. All right. If you want to take this one, and I guess I'll take the last one. Well, because yeah, the last one does fall into your wheelhouse, so you know. Yeah, a little bit. Just, just a scotch. Scotch. Just a scotch. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking about Afro Samurai. Yes, that anime with the particular character named Afro, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. And I think I have it on Blu-ray on my shelf back here. But we're not talking about the anime. We're talking about the manga that was d- that was done by Takashi Okazaki. So here's the thing. If you live in the UK, you can get your hands on a copy of the Afro Samurai Director's Cut manga. Well, as it says here. It also says it's supposed to be coming to the state side, but we'll see how that goes. To celebrate the 50th anniversary of the series with Samuel L. Jackson, Titan Comics manga imprint is re-releasing the manga in a special director's cut edition. The new printing will feature a custom cover and a new forward by Okazaki himself. A summary of the first volume, as said by the publisher, for fans of the original Afro Samurai manga and anime, this new director's cut edition of the out-of-print cult classic book features a specially commissioned custom cover and a brand new forward by creator Takashi Okazaki. In feudal futuristic Japan, Samurai battle to become number one and rule the world. But when his father, who holds the coveted position, is challenged and killed, the young Afro Samurai vows vengeance. Relentlessly pursued by murderous assassins, will he stay alive long enough to keep his promise? In the first two volumes... We see the beginnings of young Afro's quest, his battles with an array of assassins and warlords that climaxes in an epic confrontation with the powerful Empty Seven Clan and a showdown with an old enemy. 
Now, there will be a foil edition with a special variant cover. The limited number of that will be available starting November 23rd, so you have eight days. So you can go through uh, Forbidden Planet at ForbiddenPlanet.com, and you can get your hands on this. It's available now in the UK. Um, you can pre-order it here in the US and Canada. So basically, if you're in the UK, you can pick it up now. Here, stateside, you'll have to wait just a little while longer. And now we end the show on a high note because it's something awesome. Yeah, so uh, the department store chain Macy's is putting the finishing touches on this year's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is an annual tradition that bridges together elaborate floats, massive balloons that feature the most recognizable figures in pop culture and marching bands that entertain attendees and viewers alike. Mm. Uh, This year is the 96th overall. And they are once again going to feature Goku from the 2018 Dragon Ball Super Broly movie um, in his Super Saiyan blue form. This balloon was first featured in the parade all the way back in 2018. Um, so, yeah, they uh, it is a very large balloon. It is 56 feet tall or as high as a five-story building. 70 feet long or as long as 12 bicycles and 36 feet wide, which is as wide as seven taxi cabs. So, yeah, if you do not have the ability to watch it on uh, Thanksgiving, it will also be be streaming on Peacock, which is how I'm going to have to watch it. Well, yeah. Like I said, I when I worked at NBC Universal, the cool thing was was coming into into Thirty Rock that Thursday and watching the parade from my office. That was cool, and I believe I have pictures somewhere on my personal Facebook. It should be coming around that time of sharing. So when it does, I'll probably just reshare that post for everyone to see. It's good fun times all around. Now I have to double check because mm-hmm. I know the last couple of years they have had uh, Pikachu as well. Yeah, I think Pikachu, they're going to have a new uh, balloon for Pikachu. So there is a new balloon for Bluey, which is a series from Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Sinclair's Dino. Stuart the Minion, a huge-ass acorn, Mm. uh, Ada Twist Scientist, Astronaut Snoopy, uh, Candy Canes, there's Goku, there's Grogu, Harold the Firefighter, Paw Patrol, oh yes, there it is, Pikachu and Eevee. So, uh, yeah, there's a uh, Pikachu and Eevee on a sled. Uh, let's see if there's anybody else. Mm. 
Pure... Oh, I thought the Smurf is going to be in it. Oh, Lord. And as Puri Nagiri says in our chat room here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, they say they need dancing Eevees and Pikachus in the parade. I, I think they need to get on that seriously. How about a plat? How about they're all coming down streets, uh, you know, just dancing, and then you have Slash on a platform just shredding on his guitar? Well, I would enjoy the hell out of that. <laughs> it would be so freaking random. He's shredding the Pokemon theme. That would be hilarious. I mean, it's, it's I bet you there's at least five um, guitar covers of the theme on, face, on, on YouTube. At least five. Mm-hmm. All right. Now that we got that out the way, we're at the part of the show that y'all really stick around and hang out for. Meanwhile, in Japan. All right. Let's adjust that. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh, I'll take the first one, I suppose. I'm going to take the last one. You want to skip the second one then? Or... Mm -hmm. We'll skip it. Okay. If we get it for next week, we can put it there. Sounds like a plan. See, this article reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where Homer kept falling asleep in jury duty and he put on the fake glasses. <laughs> Wait, hold on for a second here. Did, it, did that sound like echoing to you? Mm -mm. All right, I guess it's just my side or something like that. Um, let me make a slight adjustment. There we go. All right. So, all right. Oddly, I've been kind of catching some like echoing feedback, so I turned off the monitoring on the headphones. So, mm. if it sounds like it's echoing for y'all, please let me know. Then I'll just shut it right off. But I want to tell you all about how this Japanese town is live streaming elected politicians' faces to make sure they're not falling asleep or sleeping in the meetings. That's wild. This is a new policy that follows backlash from, citi from citizens after city council members were seen napping, reading novels during discussions. That's just disrespectful. Now, in the city of Ichikawa, Chibi Prefecture, they had a problem. And it comes to the citizens' attention that a number of their city council members were committing impro improprietaries. Even worse, they were brazenly engaging in this unethical conduct right in the council's chambers. So what was going on? It wasn't bribes. They weren't getting grabbed with the interns. It's something that they feel is much worse. Sleeping during city council meetings. To be fair, no one was showing up in their pajamas with a pillow and blanket. Instead, those who were sleeping were dozing off in their seats as their colleagues gave speeches and brought forth topics for debate. Isn't, isn't that why you drink coffee? Just saying. Mm -hmm. So, most people would say that they prefer their elected representatives to at least stay conscious when ostensibly discussing and setting public policies that affects their constituents. Oh, in addition to those who doze off, one city councilman was seen with a historical fiction novel in hand, reading it at his seat while he was supposed to be listening to the discussion going on. The people of Ichikawa 
were naturally extremely upset about this. When the napping was first noticed back in the summer, the city received more than 100 phone calls and letters of complaint with messages such as, Do your jobs. This is beyond lazy. And they should be removed from office. Now, in an effort to restore public's faith in the council, it is more earnest members came up with an idea. About five years ago, the Ichikawa City Council started streaming its plenary sessions on its YouTube channel. And until last summer, the camera would generally zoom in and focus on whoever was standing at the podium in front of the room and addressing the other members. Now, though, the cameras are turned around more frequently are turned around to show the faces of the listening council members so that everyone was watching the stream to see if they're awake, as shown below in the video from the article we are taking this from. The facial view is the key. If seen from behind, there's wiggle room for council members to claim that they weren't asleep, just that they were very still and breathing deeply, perhaps with their head cocked at a slightly unusual angle while paying close attention to the proceedings. With the cameras pointing at their faces, though, anyone sleeping on the job will be caught red-handed, or in this case, eyes closed. The new camera angle started being used in September when City Council Chairman Osami Matsuaga is saying, With this near measure, I hope all members of the council will conduct themselves appropriately and make an effort to earn back the trust of our city's residents. Yuki Sato, a councilwoman serving her first term, also voiced her support for the countermeasure. I think it's a very good thing for people to be able to visually check on the council members using their devices. It creates a cohesive atmosphere that the council meetings are to be taken seriously. But turning the cameras around hasn't really solved the problem. During the September meetings, most recent session to be live streamed, some members were still shown to be nodding off. And some have voiced their displeasure at the new camera protocol saying, The real problem is that the discussions are sleep-inducing, and the fault lies with the uninteresting, unengaging discussions. One even went so as far as to say, I don't agree with them telling us don't doze off like we're children or something. And I kind of get a point with that. Several Twitter commenters, though, are of the opinion that treating the offending council members like misbehaving children is entirely warranted. Comments such as, I think even school kids could come up with better excuses than the council members did. Absolutely no sense of responsibility. When I think about how our tax money goes to pay their salaries, it makes me want to flush them down the drain. If you're going to be lazy, then just resign already. How about this? In exchange for a 100 yen donation to the city, you get to chuck an eraser at a city council member who's fallen asleep. Like teachers do to kids when they sleep in class in anime and manga. Hey, I'm all for that. A dollar to chuck an eraser at a sleeping council member? <laughs> the last one sounds like it could be a real revenue driver for the Ichikawa, but it doesn't sound like the city is ready to enact such a program just yet. With the council's next session scheduled to start next month, though, still, it would probably be a good idea for every member on the council to catch up on sleep before their next batch of plenary sessions begin next month. And to me personally, it's not about the sleep per se. You can get your eight hours of sleep every day. But if you're sitting there listening to a, a speech going on, you're going to probably pass out. It's not the most effective thing to do, but you know it happens. What they should do is when they talk about these things, you know, when it, when it comes to these bills and so forth, just be straight to the point and just give them like you have two minutes to say your piece or something like that. But that's just me. All right, Mako, let's see. You want to talk about this trading card game? 
Yeah, so it seems that um, an inexpensive trading card game is coming out. Um, amazingly inexpensive. The starter actually sets to work out to just two yen per card. Um, and why is that? It is because Daiso is stepping into new territory by launching its first ever collectible trading card game. And yes, the packs are just 100 yen, which comes out to be about 68 cents. Hmm. Titled Mushi Jinji, or Sacred Insect Treasure, Daiso's card game has the colorful artwork and framing devices fans have come to expect from Japanese collectible card games. The game is set in a world like our own, except that the key difference, that competitive insect battling has become one of the most popular sporting events hmm. thanks to the development of Mushu Jinji cards that allow their users to control insect warriors in matches against opponents. There's even a cast of periphery anime-style human characters um, that are uh, pictured uh, on here uh, is fourth grader Kanan Kagiri, a boy whose kind, shy nature belies his determination to become the insect battling tournament champion. Uh, there is his rival, the brash fifth grader Renji Ogami, known for his aggressive tactics, and Tengo Kazuka, a researcher in his mid 30s studying the original Mushi Jinji artifacts that the Mushi Jinji cards attempt to replicate the power of. Each of the insect-themed creature cards has attack and defense values as well as special effect and an element, red, green, or blue, that provides potential attack bonuses. Red deals double damage to green, green double damage to blue, and blue double damage to red. The 100 yen starter set includes a rule booklet and enough cards to build two distinct decks, meaning that two friends can start playing for less than the cost of a single bottle of hot green tea. Uh, booster packs contain five cards each, with at least one guaranteed hologram super rare or legend rare rank card included. Wow. Yeah, so um, you start by selecting 20 cards for your deck, uh, with no more than two of a single card type. You shuffle, place the, uh, place the top six cards face down, blah, 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 blah. A single game takes about 10 to 15 minutes, Daiso says. You, uh, and should you need something to carry your Mushi Jinji cards home in, Daiso's new series, Tote Bags, for Japan's 47 prefectures should do the trick. I wonder what the card's quality are. I wonder if this will come stateside. Well, I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, how quickly it does, that's a different question. Yeah. I, I'm amused to see if they start doing anime based on that. Don't give them any ideas now. You know they already have those ideas. Probably.
All right. Even though we have time, shall we wrap up the show? Yes. You want to go to bed, don't you? I am so freaking tired. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's see. Go with this one. So, if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They, in turn, will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, what we like and don't like, we're telling you straight up. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will always find our latest podcasts. Uh, you'll also find anime reviews, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, editorials, convention reports, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, and links to our Facebook page of cosplay coverage as well. All that and more at AnimeJamSession.com. And you can always check us out in the podcasting format. You can always look us up through Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, you name it. Just search Anime Jam Session and the episodes will be there for you to check out. And what's also cool or appreciative is that you can leave reviews, so we will greatly appreciate it if you left one. And don't forget to follow us on our social media pages on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. So follow us on the YouTube, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter so you know when articles are going up, when we're going live, when photos are going up, and when we have videos up for you to check out. And down below, if you're participating with us on Tuesday nights or watching um, the repeat here on um, the restream on here on Twitch, there's links below to our, our Ko-Fi and our stream elements. If you want to throw us a few dollars, we really appreciate that. You can uh, throw us some bits in the chat room, which is also awesome. Uh, we have con bucks for us, for y'all, for the, us, get, for the host to do cool stuff. And let's see, what else do we have here? Yeah. And channel subscriptions. Subscribe to the channel. Spread the word. So now, last words, Mako-chan. I am freaking tired, but I am so looking forward to Friday. My last words. I have to log in and put in my time off for next week and update a, a support ticket. Thank yeah. God. I can, thank God I can do it from my computer here. But that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Um, Ari will be here. Hopefully Wild Spice can show up and tell us about DreamHack. It's all that and then some here at Anime Jam Session. So I think we're going to go. So I'm Ranma. And I'm petting Cassie. <laughs> oh god great fight great night see you next week night say goodnight Mako-chan goodnight Mako-chan goodnight y'all see you next week This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. 
No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!